everyone and welcome back to today's episode of Survivor Talks. In this episode, I'm joined by today's guest, Erin, to speak about how sexual energy men often experience can turn into violence when they don't know how to navigate or deal with the experience at hand. Okay. So, yeah, today's talk is going to be about sexual energy turned violence. Um, you know, insecurity, confusion, lack of knowledge towards men's sexuality can often make them feel insecure angry, even upset, you know, the list kind of goes on with their emotions and their thoughts. Um, how do you think men can deal with being confident in their sexual energy? And what are your own experiences with dealing with sexual energy? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I remember when you kind of came to me about wanting to be on the podcast, and I was like, oh, like, how can I uh, kind of come into the conversation? Because I haven't had any personal experience of sexual violence. But, you know, I got into thinking of like, okay, you know, I'm sure, you know, through growing up, I've had experience of it. So how could I share my perspective on it? And I just felt like, you know, from going on my own journey and finding confidence in my sexual energy and understanding that, you know, sexuality is just more than where you fit on a spectrum. It's, uh, it's a real personal thing that we have to develop. And I think I kind of realized that because a lot of guys don't understand that, you know, they maybe just see it as where you fit on a spectrum and not understanding more of a deeper relationship you have to cultivate and, you know, build with yourself. Um, that insecurity of a lack of sexual knowledge can then turn into things like violence. And um, I, I think for me personally and what my understanding from what I've seen, I think it really boils down to a frustration and just a real lack of education and knowledge about um because i think you know we can understand the science behind it but i think also with like our sexual energy and stuff i think it's a lot more emotional and the mental aspect of it that i think goes untalked about in terms of conversation i think especially for men like even when i grew up with sex education it was the biology of it it was like you know how you're doing it but i don't think I ever had a conversation of like, oh no, this is how you now have to navigate this relationship you have with it. And you know, how it feels to be sexy, like all these kind of things. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a guy in my life feeling sexy and claiming that, or, you know, ever had that. I mean, we see it in entertainment and very like far things from us, but in terms of actual like men that, you know, I see, and you know, I think many men experience in their day-to-day lives, you just see a real lack of that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, this idea of men not feeling sexy enough, or we usually see it um, in like mainstream media, right? Entertainment, movies, music videos, whatever it is. And we'll get back to that later. Um, I just want to, yeah, I know you mentioned sex education um, a few minutes ago, and I wanted to tackle back on that. Um, hearing in Canada, specifically, I want to say like Vancouver, um, our sex education is very, very different. Um, we usually just um learn about how to put like a condom on right that's it mm-hmm. so, like how to um have sex properly but there's no other there's it needs to expand more than that obviously like we don't talk about consent we don't talk about like violence um how violence uh perpetrates and how you know what are the roots of violence so what was sex education like for you growing up 
It's, it's interesting you brought that up, actually, because I remember um, when I was in, when I had it uh, one year at school, and I didn't know when sex ended, because they talked about um, how, like, sex happened and all of this, but I was just like, yeah, but, okay, when does it end? Like, does it just keep going, like, for hours and hours and hours, right? And, you know, I, like, I say it now, and it's, it's funny to look back on, but I also remember that insecure kid that was there and you know we put questions in like a question box and like it was anonymous and like at the end of the session whatever the teacher read out the questions but my question never got answered so I remember for a really long time like questioning and wondering about that and feeling insecure about having that those kind of conversations so I think similarly I think we did have a conversation about consent where someone from the police like came forward but you know even again I think it's I think it's really important with this education to do it in the tone of your audience like whether it be students or older and I think just from the education perspective of what I received I just felt like that was missing um it, it felt like I was more so being talked at and told facts but you, I think it's important to appreciate, like, for a lot of young people, this is a really new arena, you know, puberty, like we're growing up, we, we haven't learned about these things, or, you know, some people know some things, some people know others, and I think just that, I don't know, maybe sensitivity, and like, just really kind of trying to break it down, um, and stuff, I think that was really missing, um, and making sure, again, like I said, like, you know, make sure you answer everyone's questions, because, you know, it can, really take someone's confidence down or like leave them questioning a lot of things yeah and um I just want to tackle back to what you said um about how you felt like you know like this stuff keeps going on and on and on that's not like an unusual thing to like think about because I know like when I was in high school um there was this guy and he thought like oh like he literally asked the teacher does like a penis get stuck in a vagina right like what happens if that happens and mm -hmm. obviously you think look back at it and you would think wow like you know that's what a dumb dude why is he asking these kind of questions is he literally uneducated about it? it's like yeah because our school system doesn't really teach like what exactly sex is and what consent is and they don't really elaborate and make it specific um and you know a puberty um it just reminded me like there's this whole jazz whole thing about men and women they can't be friends they either have to be romantically or sexually involved with another and not just have like a platonic relationship right so mm. do you think this impacts men's sexuality in terms of violent because they're often like put on a pedestal where they're don't you know where they're probably they probably have to be romantically or sexually involved with another one one with like the opposite gender of theirs or um you know I personally feel like it may or may not because when we're putting them on like a certain standard where it's like oh women and men can't be friends you have to be you know you guys have to be sex have having sex with each other you have to be romantically involved somehow and not just be friends and I feel like this mindset that people have that women and men can't be friends may potentially turn them violent because they just don't know how to navigate a path like that so what are your thoughts on it mm, that's really interesting I on it yeah I think me personally I feel like that idea is just so destructive because I think that you know if 
if we go with this idea that men and women can't be friends, right? Then how are men gonna be allies to women and this conversation? Like, how are they gonna be there for them and support them? Because to me, like, that's what I see an ally and a friend is doing. And I think that's just like, you know, we should all be friends with one another. I feel like that's just a basic human necessity we should all have. Um, and I can really relate to that too, because, you know, I found it very hard in my life to have male friendships. So a lot of the friendships I have are female. And I know that I've been looked at differently, or, you know, my choices have been questioned because of it. And I always just thought, you know, I'm a sensitive person. I really value deep and meaningful connections and conversations. And I just felt like, like it wasn't even something you know that I was set out like oh I'm gonna have female friends I just allowed myself to go to those places where I felt like I could be authentic and I can could be vulnerable and it was women that opened up those spaces and I'm incredibly grateful that they did because when I say like the female friends you know throughout my life and the ones I have now especially have made me into the person I am today and I think not only a better man but you know a better human because they're, they're, they just really allow me to be me and can you know see things in me and just have that extra level of care and appreciation so like when I see you know things going around of you know men and women can't be friends to me it makes me really sad because I'm like oh my god if only you knew the benefits and the power of a men and women being friends because I feel like I experienced that and I lived that and it's so grounding to me like even if you know you know when women I remember like I've watched you know some of Justin Baldoni's incredible work and you know like a lot of other work in this conversation that I follow and you know I bring it up to like my female friends too I'm like hey like please let me know if I can support you better and stuff like that and you know while they've said oh no like I appreciate that but of course I let you know and in moments there have been moments where you know they've checked me or let me know and I think maybe first point again I'm not perfect my ego is going to come up at some point I'm maybe not going to respond to it as effectively but I'd much rather have that in my ear because I do eventually come around and I'm like oh okay great and like it does make me very empathetic and understanding and so um I just think all in all like men need that and men need to be able to see women past the idea of objects or sexual objects and I think seeing them as people as allies as friends and if you know romantic stuff or sexual stuff builds off of that you know that's a different entity in itself but I don't know to me I always look at like friendship and allyship as like the base of yeah any connection with women to be honest yeah and you know I just want to touch on your experience again about how you had more female friends than guys um was there ever a time where if you feel comfortable answering this like um obviously did you feel like if men have more female friends than guys is there like a certain toxic masculinity that kicks in for other guys when they see you know a man hanging out with a bunch of girls and have very little to none guy friends like do you think the patriarchy impacts this where there has to be like a certain line drawn between like male and female um because I know I've seen like just with my high school experience and you know even just like it from my own family where if a guy has like too many um guy friends I'm sorry female friends um they 
you know, they're kind of labeled as gay or they're weird or it's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you hanging out with a bunch of girls? Are you trying to be a girl, right? Are you trying to convert into a girl? Like all these like really transphobic, homophobic jokes. So yeah. where like exactly this toxic masculinity, like how does it kick in? What can we do to like change it that we're not labeling men as like gay? Mm, no, so true. And 100% I got that. I think the interest thing about it too was you know I feel like I've always been a somewhat confident person in the sense that you know if like I know what relationships and connections are good for me so if they're all women like I don't care like that's where I'm going to put my energy and time and you know I wouldn't get it per se directly from other guys but um in like sixth form I think that's your guys's college so, like the final years of school when I started like I had a couple of guy friends and I built that up I remember it would come from other guys from them and then they would tell me to be like oh like is Aaron gay or like all, all these kind of things um like those like slurs that you talked about is he weird all these kind of things that they, they would they would tell me and you know I'd be lying if I said like it doesn't suck and it doesn't feel nice to be like feel like that you're being looked at just because you're being yourself and you're just connecting with whoever's kind of showing up in your life in that way um but again I think in those moments also knowing that hey that says a lot more about that person than it does on me and I'm just going to focus on leading by example and being the best that I can be and you know I wouldn't want it like if that's what guys if those guys are saying that that makes it even more a point what you know I don't want to be in relationships with those kind of friends for the sake of it and of course I went through that phase you know when I started school that I felt like I needed that but I think I got clicked on quite quickly that that didn't serve me um and I, I think because it's interesting like that's like I've given a lot of examples of school right but you know this kind of things was happening when I was younger I remember you know going to my nanny's house when I was a kid and like my cousin the guy cousins were really into like football and FIFA and all that kind of stuff and I was just really like attached and close to my sister so I just wanted to stay with her and you know whether it be you know my nanny say it my cousins say it my master like whoever at some point always it'll be a thing like Aaron like go upstairs like all the guys are hanging up upstairs and I remember like you know eventually like either like forced forcefully but like or I would just like feel the room and feel that uncomfortable I'm like okay I have to go upstairs but then I would go and chill with all the guy cousins and then I would literally be sitting in the corner of the room by myself not be included and you know some of the cousins were much much older and still didn't have that you know oh maybe we should include him or if he doesn't vibe with this you know maybe we could try something else whatever like so you know I think that's an ongoing thing I've you know I've experienced in my life and um, I would just say in terms of you know ways that I hope that we can maybe shift that narrative or shift that conversation is you know having more male role models um, starting this conversation because genuinely like I I think I look to a lot of really amazing examples through like social media and like books that I've read um which have really really helped me don't get me wrong and like found me at a time where you know I really needed it but in terms of you know when I look at my life now and I look at people around me and you know what I experience I do see a real lack of that 
and um, again like having more open spaces having more awareness and conversations like you know I'll be completely honest coming on here and doing a podcast about sexual energy and stuff is really uncomfortable and not a topic that I thought I would talk about but I was just saying no like this is so important that in this space especially I step up because you know I know it's so hard when you know it's such a taboo topic you feel so naive you so you feel so like insecure or like oh no I should be the expert on this topic because I'm a guy when I have no idea and again I continue to like face these questions and struggles because I really do think it's an ongoing journey that we have to navigate and I hope that you know by seeing more guys and men opening up to this conversation that you know it can allow for other men to also be like oh yeah like I don't understand my relationship with it either um and just yeah just continue to plant those seeds hopefully I am so glad like that you're being really confident and like speaking about this because you know like you mentioned we need like role models and I think you're like such a perfect role model to be speaking about uh sexual nature and violence um and just like you know, you're talking about your own experiences when you're in school and how a lot of guys thought you're like gay or weird and, you know, like, like an outsider basically, but you just were so confident that you just quite literally just like didn't care what they thought about. But it's like so many other guys out there, they're so like, what's, I don't know what the word is exactly, but they're just so like shy and closed off and they're afraid and that's not necessarily their, their fault, right? Because look at, how our world functions and the how society functions um and it's just like there's so much lack of awareness towards like male issues like whether it be men's own experiences with domestic or sexual violence or like how to help them feel comfortable and, and in touch with their emotions and self-image um and do you think like with the lack of support and knowledge and education men are more accustomed to turning to violence like what are the roots of what causes them to be violent and how do we prevent it from happening? Mm, Again, like I'm no expert on this topic, but if I had to come at it from my perspective and, you know, my thoughts on the topic, I really do think that, you know, violence is one of those outlets of all those things because, you know, when you feel like you have no understanding, you don't have these open spaces where you can have this conversation I like in a way this stuff does build up inside of you and it can be frustrating and whatever it is and I'm not saying at all that you know violence is okay but I'm just saying that trying to understand and looking back in terms of you know like how men get to that point um and I think again like it's totally like you know it it of course it's like absolutely not okay to happen but it also just gives me so much sadness to like what must have happened for like someone to get to that point where they feel like violence is the way to express or you know to behave or to act and I think it's just because as much as you know I've said you know the education and awareness and all of this right like you know the outward things people can do um, as much as I think, you know, 
this relationship with sexual energy and all of these things that I've talked about is really an in, inside work and an inward journey and one that the individual individual men have to take for themselves because again, it is so subjective. What works for you isn't gonna work for someone else, you know, or how you understand things. And I think really as men, we need to be really conscious about how we are creating these spaces for women to be able to talk about these things for other men to talk about these things but also like and I think most importantly ourselves like like how do we have this conversation with ourselves what's the dialogue like you know I think even when I was you know going into exploring this for myself and you know realizing okay what is my relationship to sex or you know what is my relationship to my sexual energy like when do I feel sexy and you know just reflecting on all these things like just as like I start getting into it I was floored by like some of the things you know when you kind of put pen to a paper and you're like wow like this stuff was inside Mm -hmm. because I think again like it's one of those topics that you don't tend to question or you do just kind of go on the flow with it when we talk about as well like healing or all this kind of stuff right like maybe talk about like childhood trauma we talk about we tend to go to what was like situations that are like happening in our life currently but I think this kind of thing will get gets left on this on the side and I think me um and myself really understanding this was actually I was doing a coaching program like I was working with a coach and um fortunately like we had a really good relationship and I felt comfortable like sharing more things that I felt like I've ever shared with anyone else in that position and she actually pointed it out in myself I I genuinely didn't even see it like oh like that was something that I was struggling with or it was holding me back in ways so yeah I think for me as well like that's so telling of how deep and like almost subconscious the like this relationship can run and so I just yeah I really stress the importance of you know taking time to reflect on that and navigate in that and you know I gave some leading questions that I used but it's so like open you could explore it and as like so many different ways and just try and find one that works for you you could even like dance to it I know people that have like you know I think it's like looking into a mirror naked for five minutes and just like looking at yourself I mean if you don't have to go all the way if you're not comfortable but there are like so there's such a variety of things that you can do to really cultivate a greater understanding and awareness um so if that answered your question (laughs) it does um thank you for answering that that was that was like a lot of great advice in there and you had a lot of obviously your personal experiences from how you managed it um and the whole journaling thing uh honestly it's such a great technique like even for me I don't journal a lot and I just feel like I should just because Mm. you know when you're writing down things onto paper like you said you just start to become more aware of your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings you're like oh my god I had no idea I was feeling this way whereas if you're just kind of keeping things bottled inside your head and you're like trying to manage it like you know just like a freestyle (laughs) um you can get like super super messy you don't really know how to like manage your emotions and how to how you really stand with some things or feel and how to like bring more awareness to this so I'm really glad that journaling worked out for you I think it's really cool too like even with journaling right I think even the journaling practice itself there's so many ways you can do it like I know so many of my friends that do video diaries um you know and I think one of the most like powerful exercises that someone had given me was five minutes self-talk 
And it's basically that you have to basically talk aloud your feelings for five minutes. Like, what, okay, give yourself five minutes and you have to talk to yourself, like what's going on. And it sounds so simple, but when I say like, when you're so in your head, mm-hmm. you're, you almost stop yourself from wanting to say things out loud. So it's like, it takes a real bit of momentum to actually just say it, say it out loud. But when you do just for those five minutes, again, so liberating so freeing and I think when you just get into the get out of your head for a second and just talk about it in whatever medium you know that works for you you'll be so surprised like you'll 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 be able to start seeing the patterns or like you're like wait what like I've been going around in circles and like this is what I'm feeling because I think sometimes we can it just gets so fuzzy and overwhelming sometimes and we just need an outlet for it to be able to just see what exactly is going on yeah, we do. Um, and, you know, like you've said, there's a lot of things that we want to say out loud, but we keep it to ourselves because we're kind of afraid of like being in touch with the, our inner self. But yeah, um, do we talked about this earlier in the podcast about how, well, you mentioned that, you know, there wasn't a lot of um, awareness on men being feeling sexy enough. You know, we usually see it through like actors, um, models, you know, any sort of entertainment. Like obviously with models and actors, it's kind of a different story um, just because there are things they have to do, right? They have to act confident, fill themselves up, look dashing, work out. But in your eyes, there's a lot of, in our eyes, I should say, there's a lot of guys out there that don't embrace this energy. So how do we move away from that and start to really bring awareness and this idea of men feeling sexy enough to the point where it's like normalized? Mm, big question no definitely I um I think starting off I remember because um I was reading I'm a real big fan of Justin Maldoni and I'm like reading his book and he has like six-pack abs and like is a really fit person and I thought oh like how he did he talked about his journey in one of the chapters about body dysmorphia and I was so like shocked reading it I was like what because I think I myself is what have body insecurities too and I didn't realize that you know how many men struggle with that even in itself and you know it's it's so stupid but it's like that weird thing of like you know even swimming or you go somewhere and it's such a normal thing right but when when you see like some guys like taking off their t-shirt and you can see the discomfort and you can see that they just or like they'll jump in the pool straight away like I don't know how to explain it but like there's you know there's subtle yeah, signs you can you can it. tell yeah and it like it, it does make me feel so sad because I'm like no one talks about it but like even just feeling good in your body and being able to walk around with like pride like you know even being brown and like you know body hair and like also I think like just I mean like, those are like physical examples but you know, just so many things I think kind of factor into that, you know, feeling sexy and feeling good about yourself. And I think, you know, like maybe a guy will say it like jokingly, but I think like getting deeper with it and actually, you know, really feeling that for yourself, I think is something that guys don't allow themselves to like get that far with it or tap into. And so I guess what I would say to that is, you know, find find a deeper understanding of what it means you know to be sexy you know surface level of like you know physical things like what does that mean emotionally to you like what does that mean like 
how like inside like where do you feel like tingles or all that all this the, these kind of things I think like I think that's like the first base of really getting a deeper relationship and deeper connection with it and um again it's I'm not saying that you have to go around and you know tell your girlfriend hey you didn't say I was sexy like I need I need uh confidence boosting here but you know I think just taking it for yourself and hopefully you can maybe like build connections and relationships where if there are things that you're struggling with navigating through that because I'm sure there will be because I think this is such a new topic for um, men to explore you know hopefully you can find spaces to aid you in in that journey yeah and you know it doesn't necessarily mean like you need to have like a six pack or you know you have to be muscular and build then that's how you're gonna feel sexy I mean if that's how you're gonna feel sexy and confident in your body then okay but um you know just like with our mainstream media it's just a little bit harder to move away from it because I know like with women it's the same way right we look at models mm. and we you know there's a lot of like eating disorder um that's normalized in today's world and a lot of dietary um, the diet culture and you know you look at models and how you know they have such a nice slim body um there's like very little weight it's obviously some of them are photoshopped but um mm. you look at it it makes you want to feel that way too where it's like oh are we not confident in our own body we're not confident in our own sexuality break sexuality is not a spectrum um and when we speak about like toxic masculinity and patriarchy it has an effect on like men's sexuality and you know their their sex life and the way they're they're you know like their self-image but when you were speaking about how you know when there's a guy who's taking off his shirt and when he just jumps you to the pool I I've seen that happen so many times like it's like that insecurity mm. that's there it's like you know how do we continue to uh, talk about this more and move away from the idea that someone needs to be jacked or someone needs to be you know have a nice body or you know have to be look good looking to be confident in themselves so it's just very very toxic overall and I hope that one day we can move away from it and everyone can just feel confident in themselves and you know not compare to some themselves to someone else or you know they have they feel like they have to live up to a certain standard where they have to feel sexy and confident and just you know really settled into their own body definitely I think it, it was like even for me right I think one interesting aspect as well is like my gym routine and I remember like always feeling like so confused about it going to the gym because you know it was like okay so I have to do squats deadlifts and you know the set amount of exercises that like I had to do right but I just I was never into doing that and I always like would never feel motivated to work out when it was that mm -hmm. and so when like I think during lockdown I really started to like be consistent with my exercise and I think it's because I finally let go of what I thought I should be doing and just did what felt good for my body and I can't tell you like in this past year I've seen the most growth health-wise than I have in so many years and I really do believe that does come from me just focusing on myself and not turning out the outward noise and I don't know if people will find this interesting but you know I did my dissertation on looking at a, you know toxic masculinity in advertising and I think while the male gaze for females has been a like a, a very 
big thing that's been happening for many, many years. It's interesting how the shift in male advertising has come around because, you know, men being tracked and having to look, you know, these certain ways and stuff really wasn't a trend in advertising until quite recently, like I would say the last 10 to 20 years. And I think, you know, that shift is kind of trickling down into culture. And I think it's almost like a shock for men. Like, you know, we're not used to this level of scrutiny and judgment that, you know, women have faced for so long. And so I think even, you know, navigating that and, you know, seeing ourselves in in from that spotlight, I think is is another factor that I'm sure is feeding into this violence and stuff that we are seeing. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong about that. Um, and, you know, like I've said, hopefully we reach a point where these kind of conversations are more spoken about and, you know, more, just more awareness to it. And the male gaze totally, um, I get that. There is a lot of more um, male gaze towards women than, you know, a female gaze towards men. I don't know. I don't know if that's even a word. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, and on that note, uh, thank you so much, Erin, for being here today to speak about such an incredible topic. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for having this space. Again, I know I've said this to you privately, but the work that you're taking, you're doing, um, it takes a lot of vulnerability and strength. And I really don't look at that lightly. Um, and I think, you know, even when you had come to me with this, you know, wanting to be a guest on the podcast, I was really honored because I just felt like, oh, she values me and, you know, talking about such an important topic and conversation. So um, thank you. Thank you for holding the space. Thank you for doing the work that you do. And yeah, I just hope that we can, you know, this was, I think we just touched the surface on how much, you know, people can explore this. And I hope that just us, you know, me sharing my experience and you kind of having that space for that conversation, it can hopefully help other men and men and women maybe having that conversation together. Totally. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs>